You're listening to Music Tectonics. Hey everybody, this is Trister Year Jaeger, the irregular host, joining you today for uh, the Music Tectonics podcast. And today I have Jaquel Amancona Horton, who is an extraordinary entrepreneur and has a very interesting startup that revolves around fandom. Um, she's here to share some of her insights after uh, engaging with and very seriously how fandom works and what fans want and need. But first, uh, let me introduce her a little bit more. She's the founder and CEO of Fave, which is a new platform where fans can meet and interact with each other and with their favorite artists. So you might remember her and her project, which had a slightly different name, from our Music Tectonics startup competition earlier this year. She was the winner, and um, you'll see with good reason. Her background at YouTube and Google introduced her to the wild world of fans in the digital era, and she's taken the insights that she gleaned from that to heart and built a platform forum that's really fan-driven. Um, and so we get to talk today about what fandom is, what it means, and really look at it from the fan perspective, which I think is often more muted in our conversations of fandom. So Jaquel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Tristra, and, and absolutely wonderful info, uh, intro. I think you hit it right on the head of how our focus on fans is really the, the differentiation that, that we're aiming to drive forward. So happy to dive in. Well, as a former fan and current fan of a lot of artists, um, I am excited to be taken seriously um, (laughs) in my excitement. (laughs) So how did you get interested in fandoms? Um, Tell me a bit about how how this, the genesis of this project and what started you down this road. Yeah, of course. Yes, happy to. So I think I I come from two angles here that I'll say both a, a professional route and a personal route. So starting from from the professional side, you you hinted at it a bit where uh, I spent uh, five years at YouTube where, of course, as you can imagine, being there, a a large part of what we get to do, and my role particularly was on the creator team, is understand the creator's needs and their world, but in the lens of how they can better serve their, their viewers. And in doing so, I had the pleasure of going to a number of events where one of them, for, for example, is VidCon. It's a, it's a place where a bunch of fans come to be able to interact with their favorite YouTube stars. And there, I think, is where it hit me like a ton of bricks that there's these creators that are you know doing these amazing businesses, but there are these fans who are chasing them around these uh, the conference rooms, you know, coming into this place, dying to see their favorite creators, um, uh, frankly, even like tripping over each other often to, to reach out to these folks. And I think it was a moment where I was in the, the bathroom with another creator, just having the typical chit chat that you have at the sink as you're, as you're washing your hands, thinking they were just, oh yeah, just another conference goer. They, they, they left the bathroom and a swarm of fans came over to, to this woman and, and started, you know, uh, trying to get their chance at their shine. They were already t- telling stories of how they changed their life just in this moment. And I think, again, it, 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 it shined a light to say, look at all these fans that are deeply, deeply, deeply passionate about somebody who I think maybe even the, uh, you know, the household a typical household wouldn't even know who they are, but they've touched these people in ways that we can't even imagine. And so I think it it hit me then that there needs to be a better way to shine a light on these fans, hear their stories, 
elevate their voices and empower them to have these kinds of moments that they can not only connect deeper with their favorite creators, but also connect more with each other. Because I think what also struck me is that when the creator kind of made her way past the, the bathroom into the door where, where she needed to go, um, the, the, the fans were still, of course, with each other. And I went up to some of the fans and said, hey, you know, what, what is it that, that strikes you about these people? I was like, let me turn this into a little research project. And they say, you know, I get to meet my best friends just from the fact that she's created this world for us to obsess within, right? And I have now uh, another fan I chatted to, she met her roommate at a concert that she went to. And there's people who say, oh, my best friend at school, like, doesn't like the person that I do, but I get to, you know, come, uh, you know, to this place and just interact with people who are like-minded, to, to me, but I want to have more of that. It's really hard to find other people who are like this. And so I think all of these dynamics together made it very clear that there is this deep, deep, deep sense of, of connection, not just to the creators, but to other fans that happen within a fan. And this mindset of, you know, this, this obsession, this, this passion, this um, kind of enlightenment that happens when fans kind of hit this this insight of, of, of who they love is one that I think is completely underutilized within today's industry. It's really just focus on, you know, a one-way street, one-way street um, to get a message across, which is great. And today's platforms do that super well. But I think when it comes time to fans actually reacting and showing that depth of passion, that, that gratitude and the um, participating and connecting with other fans beyond just you know, being one of a, a thousand hearts that show up on a live stream on the side, right? You can't differentiate um, that from the the real stories, the the passion that's there, the um, the uh, the I, I guess just the 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 real sense of you know who these people are, and so there's a huge opportunity to showcase that, and I think that that's the professional side that that came. But on the personal side, I also used to be a diehard fan. I, you know, was the, you know, the kid who was, you know, running after, um, uh, you know, my favorite celebrity. And I'll say I, I wish I was actually. I, I would have if I could. Um, but rather I was, you know, stuck in my bedroom watching his movie that he starred in on repeat every single night and knew how many freckles that he had and, uh, you know, had a timeline of his whole career on my wall and, couldn't enter my room unless you said his name, like just all these rituals because I was obsessed with this person. And I really, I'd say then kind of understood the mindset of how much people love, um, how, how far they will go to immerse themselves in this world. And, um, you know, because I, you know, couldn't afford to say, go sit front row at a concert or, um, buy like a seventy dollars sweatshirt or something. Like I didn't have a bunch of ways that I could exert my passion as a fan, and therefore the artist and the industry like got nothing from me. And I feel like that's such an odd mismatch, right? I'm sitting here obsessed with this person, but they have received nothing from me because there's no forum where I can actually act as a fan in ways outside of this, you know, once a year, perhaps you come by my town and, and go to a concert. And when now that's that even is gone, you know, what are fans able to do again, beyond this, like, let me just be a heart in a live stream, or let me comment and, and 
put my love out into the abyss where it doesn't even get seen and recognized. And so this is where I, I you know, I see so much opportunity and in ground and I'm super excited to bring Fave um, forward that, that kind of takes all of this and creates a platform where, where all of this can make much more sense now. I love that you focus on the positive impact that fandom can have on people's lives. Um, I think often the, the, you know, most of the coverage of fandom tends to be rather, for lack of a better word, negative in that fans are obsessed, fans are, you know, or, or that a fandom makes people do really messed up things. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, all there's all these great examples of positive. I mean, one of the most extreme maybe would be the Juggalos or something, you know, where right. it's an, or the Deadheads, where it's this community that will support each other and like you know give someone a place to live if they're homeless, etc. Um, and that positive inf- uh, force is is very underrated in the conversations now around fans. Um, so, without question, I, I'd say that in in the conversations that I've been having with fans, when people find their people, they find their community, they find the thing that while other people may not get it, this group of folks do, and you don't even have to explain, and you just, you know, you're just eye to eye looking at at these people. That feeling of acceptance is one that I think all of us seek, right? We can all imagine that, you know, that's, that's an underlying human need, but I think for a lot of people, when they find that, especially at a young age, it's it's a real life it's a real life changer, right? It, it makes them have this sense of belonging. It makes them kind of feel like they can put their energy towards something that that matters. And I think even though it's in the it's in the realm of let me you know uh, immerse myself in in a world that somebody else has created, I think it brings out so many traits that allow somebody to develop a sense of appreciation, their own creativity, get inspired, inspire others. And I think there's a lot more to fandom and the traits that happen within these fandoms that, that to your point, people uh, kind of take for granted and don't really see, right? They just see some of these crazy headlines, which isn't really the, the, uh, the true essence of what happens within these fandoms. So, so in, you know, thinking about this lived reality of fans and their passion, um, it seems kind of like we've got a big disconnect between that and the discussions in the music business and music tech around fans. So you talk, hear a lot about monetizing fandom, which basically is turning these passionate uh, creative people into, well, the, the equivalent of widgets, right? Like the sort of stand-in mm-hmm. economic, like, or content, right? The sort of empty empty things uh, that are passive instead of being um, engaged actors. So where, how do you, how do you uh, imagine we could bridge that gap and uh, help people see more of what makes um, fans so interesting and something to be taken seriously? Yeah. So I think a lot of the monetizing fandom, um, you know, products and experiences that I've seen, again, kind of tap into this uh, one way street uh, mechanism where it allows another channel for, the artists to communicate to a group of fans, to a community where it's, Hey, here's my latest thing. Hey, here's an exclusive thing. Hey, here's this. Um, and you know, whether that, that, um, that group is a small kind of paying customers or whether it's maybe a broader community or tiers, uh, uh, at this point, I think it's, it's a, a lot of it kind of centers around that. What we're thinking about at Fave is, um, you know, what's this, what's this communication that can happen in the other direction, right? How can fans take some of their stories, some of their creativity, some of their, um, the, the reasons that they are touched by, by this work and show, share those, right? With, 
with the, the creators, with each other, um, put, pull them together into, you know, something broader. And I think that's um, the, the, this essence where now more than ever, people are used to and becoming more um, open to creating videos and, and content online. How do we take this so that they aren't, again, just in this lean back consumption mode, but in this participation mode? People want to participate now. They want to show their side of the story, their voice, their take on it, their remix, their um, you know derivative work. They they want to to do all of this, and in, in many cases they are right. That people are creating fan art, people are creating edits, as they say, and um, and uh, showing showing their take on. Oh, let me wear the outfit uh, that's inspired by my favorite artist, or here's a song that I wrote uh, with with strings that I learned from how they play guitar, or. Um, let me make this beat that I think would work particularly well for for this this artist, right? Um, who who I who I've, I've grown inspired by, and putting that on on a pedestal and on a platform, I think is is a huge opportunity for us to see this this new wave of of creators emerge that aren't just the you know let me stand on uh, on a platform and talk about anything, but rather uh, go deep in something that we know people are already passionate about. And so I think, yeah, it's kind of turning the tables and shining the spotlight now on the fans to see what they have is really where, where we're leaning into. And that's why you, uh, even in your intro where you said we're fan driven, again, this is not a platform where here's a way where you can talk to your fans better. It's here's a way that your fans can talk to each other, where they can talk to the world, they can spread the message that, that you are, are aiming to spread now at scale. Um, and really showcase their advocacy and, and championship of, of of your message and what you have, and that's what these fans are doing. And um, I think in, in in today's platforms, they're kind of hacking communities and ways to to connect with each other. And and what Fave does is just take all of these uh, features, actually serve them well with a, a sound product product experience, and really super serve these needs around expression, uh, connection, and recognition. Great. Um, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back in just a second. We're giving Music Tectonics listeners the chance to speak up and win a prize. Every week we pose a big question that you can answer in the Music Tectonics community app. At the end of the month, we'll choose the most awesome answer and send the winner one of my favorite books about business, music, technology, or just life. This month's prize is The Innovator's DNA by Clayton Christensen. Here's this week's big question. What is the best fan experience you've ever had? What did the artist or band or celebrity or sports star do to make it so great? Look for the post that goes with this episode in the Music Tectonics community app. We'll tag it hashtag the big question and answer in the comments. If you're not a member yet, we'll tell you how to join in at the end of this episode. Now back to the show. When we've talked before uh, to Cal, you've mentioned this idea of the future of fave um, and talking about it like an Etsy for fandom and for exchanging interesting creative expression, um, you know, whether it's through digital media or maybe even physical objects uh, that that uh, help fans feel connected to one another or that reach that creative place. So I wanted to get a little bit sci-fi, a little bit future-facing, and um, talk a bit about what kind of what kind of creativity would you love to see in the future? Um, what are, what's the future of fan-inspired expression? Um, you know, what, what do you, if you could, if you say, wow, in five years, like this, this marketplace or this place for exchange on our platform has been successful, what kind of stuff would be happening? 
Awesome. Yeah, that, that's great. So as you alluded to, this Etsy for, for fans analogy is where our marketplace will allow fans to sell goods that they have created themselves to, to other fans, right? And again, inspired by uh, the creators that they love. And so, um, you know, while today it may be, hey, I'm going to sell, you know, scrunchies or bracelets or uh, a quilt or um, a painting, right, that I've done to, to other fans, I, I really am excited for a future where we can see some of this going into many different mediums, right? I've always had this this vision of where there can be, for example, a music video that um, a- any fan can intersperse themselves into and be, let's say, the the second main character uh, alongside, you know, a, a Justin Bieber or, or an Ariana Grande, right, where they can say, hey, I'm going to insert myself into this. I'm going to act out this scene right next to you. And when I watch it back, I see myself within that, right? The next level of participation. Um, and, and frankly, you know, we're, we're there at that point where we can even, even do that. And I want us to take some of that, um, that technology and apply it to some of these fan experiences, right? Or how can we string together um, multiple fan uh, content and, and videos to create, you know, one ultimate, uh, thing that's you know um, uh, everlasting and 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 um, uh, and things can just continue and continue to unfold from different fan stories. So, for example, um, let's say there's um, a book that has been created by um, you know I can use let's say Harry Potter for example, where we got so many uh, versions from J.K. Rowling, but fans uh, can and and even have been creating you know, the next chapter and the next chapter. And you can imagine just an endless um, uh, immersion into a world where fans are continuing these stories or even from the music perspective, fans are continuing a song, right? Or doing this, you know, uh, part one, part two, part three, or doing it from, let's say it's a, a breakup song from the other person's perspective. And all of this just gets interweaved into a larger story that may have just started from the artist, but creates into a much bigger world that's extended from fans. And so I would love to see this kind of immersion um, happen. And these are the kinds of things that I think when we put a lens of technology around fandom, these are the kinds of things we can enable, right? This is no longer just you guys are microtransactions. You guys are the people who should, you know, shed out dollars and and pay us for, for what we're doing, but rather take that energy, take that passion and put it toward creating additional art, additional experiences, additional merch, additional, uh, you know, uh, things that we can all continue these, these stories that we all love. And I, yes, I, I cannot wait to, to be able to, to dive into these with, with certain partnerships. This is, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun world. I think one other thing that we definitely need to discuss and that will be of interest to our listeners is how artists fit into this, um, into this world that you want to build on fave for fans. Um, yeah. You know, artists are always encouraged to, you know, engage with fans. Like, you know, and that's often basically instructions on how to use social media. Um, but, you know, it would be helpful, I think, to get a bit more granular and to talk seriously about what engagement means as we move into a more and more interactive um, experience uh, world, you know, place where interactive experiences are considered the norm. And it's what uh, uh, someone expects when they come to engage with uh, a work of entertainment or, or, or art or whatever. Um, so how, from your perspective, can artists approach this new 
uh, this new frontier of engagement. What does it mean to engage with fans if we're taking fans seriously and looking at their passion as something um, really valuable and positive? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's in a couple ways, right? And I think fan engagement is defined right now as, um, you know, in, in simple terms, like, Hey, go out there and maybe comment back to people or, you know, heart or, uh, you know, give them uh, more, more videos for them to, to watch. Right. Um, and, and I think the way that we're approaching it with fame is that people can have a super lean in approach or a super lean back approach, but either way, they're still empowering their fans. And so we don't expect this to be a place where we say, okay, you know, now leave Instagram, leave Twitter, leave, you know, TikTok or whatever. Rather, we actually encourage you to stay on those platforms so that fans continue to have more things to, to talk about and immerse in. But what we want you to, to come to this place for uh, is to, you know, put a, a spark out to your fans to have them take action on creating content, right? Give them a, a challenge, give them uh, a prompt, uh, give them something to react to, give them something to finish, give them something to start, right? Um, and and uh, again, put them in a position where they can be the ones making, making the decisions, making the next step, making um, the follow-up, making the, the, the start and the change and see what they come up with. And I think people will be uh, uh, not only surprised, but pleasantly surprised to see the, the power that, that lies within their fandom, either individual fans or them coming together as a whole, right? And so I think when artists can take this approach of, you know, how can I lean on these people who love me so much to have them participate in this content creation in this world and not just again, okay, how do I feed them? How do I feed them? Let me do all the heavy lifting. I think it takes a completely different um, approach to, to the efficiency that they can have within their business and they can focus on their art and their creation that people are, are looking for in the first place. But then also kind of, you know, for, for lack of a better word, delegates uh, some of the, the, um, the, the creation to the people who would be thrilled to participate in that as well, right? Um, and, and have a stake in it. And so I think that's, that's a new approach that I think people can think of is, you know, not fan engagement of how do I engage with my fans, but how can my fans engage with me and my brand and, and what they're doing, right? Realize that these are human beings, they're people, they're minds, they're creatives, um, they're thinkers, and they have uh, a bunch to contribute as well. I wanted to shift gears here for a second and talk about um, what it's like running a music startup right now. Um, tell me a bit about how you have moved through that process. When did you get started? Um, how many years have you been working? I know you're working toward a launch right now. Um, how just just if you could give us a little bit of insight into your journey and how you got Fave off the ground, um, that would be really really cool. Yeah. So. Um, I started Fave during the pandemic, <laughs> and I think, um, and it's exciting to see a lot of startups likely started from this. For me personally, it was one of those moments of, you know, I, so, so frankly, I, I started first with, let me do a think tank within music tech, where I kind of work with, with other uh, thinkers and thought leaders and, and come up with different concepts within the industry that we think would, would be game changers and in, in moving forward. I'd say within the first like few weeks of doing that, it was, let me just act on one of these, right? This has been 
a concept that, to be honest, I've had for the last like 10 years. I've, I've thought about building a platform that's dedicated to fans for a very long time, even before in my early professional um, days when I was, you know, building mobile apps when they were like the new thing um, for for um, for TV networks, where we were trying to say, hey, let's have, um, you know, uh, let's be able to open an app and see a map of fans around the country, and then tap on one of them and give them a phone call and have them talk to their favorite artists. That was like the first feature that I did around fan engagement, and ever since I then, it. yeah, it was actually <laughs> like- really cool. Fan chat roulette. <laughs> like yeah, be the most- it was. It was. It was on a live <laughs> video countdown uh, show, and fans would would just be like, "What? I'm talking to Trey Songz right now." It was really cool. Um, but but yeah, so that was my first like bug into this, going like, "Oh, these moments where fans just get enlightened and they just have these th- this reward and this recognition about how amazing they are." I want more of that. And so I've always wanted to do this, but I think I really started taking it seriously when I think, you know, the pandemic had people, uh, you know, in this time of like reflection and and devastation, a lot of it either, okay, let me kind of take a rest and and sit here and, you know, do this, this, you know, work from home life and all of this, or let me take this time and, you know, immerse myself in in my passions and, you know, kind of a, a now or never thing, right, where you have kind of, you know, additional brain space, you know, no more commute time and, you know, all of this. And I said, you know, if, if I'm going to, you know, start um, acting on this, I think the industry landscape, everything, it was just, it was a very, the time is now kind of situation for me. And so, so I did. Um, and of course, you know, with the pandemic, there wasn't a lot of, you know, let me go out and mingle and let me go out and, and do this. And I think the the fact that the world kind of flattened a bit and, um, virtual events were going on and virtual uh, meetups and um, uh, the Music Tectonics Conference, for example, where previously I, you know, would have to, you know, fly and, and you know, do, do all these, you know, <laughs> crazy things as I now consider them when before they were normal. Um, I was able to access so many thinkers and, and, and people and have conversations that I would not have had if we weren't comfortable w- with this virtual world. And so, I think when, when I started doing the research with fans in the early days and then started building the platform and then started having conversations with partners, it all, uh, frankly, was much easier with the dynamic that we're in right now. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. I, I definitely feel I wouldn't be able to have made as much progress with as many people and have had as much uh, kind of impact and, and attention around this if, if I wasn't... Um, and, and we we all weren't in this circumstance, and so um, so yeah, I think again started first with just immersing myself with fans. Even though I come from the world, I I you know was not. I, I'm definitely a person that puts the users first, puts the users as my boss, and says you know you tell me you tell me what you want, right? And so had a bunch of that before I came up with any concept, so that they can let me know what they want. And so the platform is really built around their needs, their desires, and the innovations that we can do to, to solve the gaps that they see. Um, and then started building, working with the team to get an MVP version out. Um, as you can imagine, Tristra, there's so many things that I want to do, but building all <laughs> of that in the beginning is not the way to go. You have to just launch, get something out, uh, and then uh, start building. And so, uh, you know, cutting to the chase after 
uh, chatting with, with folks in the industry, chatting with artists, chatting with people to make sure that we refine this concept, we feel that we have a, a thing to at least start with, to start testing our core assumptions uh, around this you know, fan expression, this, this connection, this recognition and rewarding them uh, for their passions um, and leaning into you know, gamification, which was a very scary word 10 years ago, I think. Um, but now we see with the emergence of gaming, like this is something we want to do. Uh, getting ready, ready to introduce the marketplace for fans, right? Uh, and and all of this, I think this set of of core functionality that we have will set us on on a right track toward this, you know, underlying mission that we have to have everyone be able to obsess with with what they love. And so, super excited to be at a point where we're getting ready for for this early launch, uh, starting first with. The Swifties fandom, <laughs> a very uh, a, a fandom that I have grown to love even more. And I think the time that they're in where Taylor Swift is now like re-recording her music and teaching yeah. people that they you know should be owners of their own worth, I think is an incredible story to, you know, be a, a small part of, but hopefully a big part of where we're now empowering fans to actually even tell their stories about how they feel they're owning their own worth. And so one of the early campaigns that we'll do within Fave and kind of tie it all back to 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 our fan uh, stories and, and elevating their voices. And so, yeah, I cannot wait to get learnings, realize where we were wrong, where we were right, and iterate, 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 and keep, keep building on this mission and, and grow to, to, to more fandoms and um, empower artists, have them kind of now be able to, uh, you know, uh, make money from from their fans in ways that they've never had before. And I, and I can't wait to to dive into this world. I, I'm so, so eager for this, Trisha. We are, we're thrilled, we're excited. I think there's going to be some amazing insights you're going to glean from this whole experience. And I really hope that they can help shift the conversation away from this monetizing fandom kind of yeah. um, <laughs> more, <laughs> I don't know, tactical, operative, you know, but it's still taking... The, the heart and soul out of that connection that people make with um, with artists who have, whether it's that energy or charisma that inspires them or just the music that transforms their world or makes their life just a little bit more uh, tolerable, dare I say better. Uh, so they, you know, it's a serious, it is a serious matter and it's really the heart of what um, making music is about in some ways. So uh, I can't wait to get, uh, I guess it'd be like a um, like a cardiogram that we're going to be able to get from Fave <laughs> to see what, where, where, how the heart is beating and what's going on. Definitely. Um, one more question before um, I let you go, because I know you've got a lot going on. Um, I would love to hear any advice you have. Maybe I think we've spoken before about how um, in some ways fandom inspired your own um, uh, intro, your own uh, uh, enthusiasm and ability to pursue your own passions, even when things seemed somewhat challenging or stacked against you or overwhelming. Um, I was wondering if you had any more advice for uh, for startups or people considering starting um, a, a new platform or app or something in this interesting time. Any advice? Yeah, I mean, it's the most cliche thing you can imagine. But it, frankly, it's just do it. It's that line. It's that, you know, phrase that we all know. But I think Thinking of it in its truest form of just start and do it and rid yourself of any concern that, you know what, this is just not, this is not the, like, I'm not the one for it. Or, you know what, I'm probably going to mess up. Or, you know what, I'm going to, I don't even know what, I'm not a domain expert. 
It's like, find the path that you need to take in order to get to know what you need. So for example, if you say, okay, I don't, I don't know anyone in the music industry. How am I going to start a music tech startup? How do you solve that? Okay, let me get to know somebody in the music industry. I don't know who to get to know. Let me, you know, immerse myself in, you know, the latest interviews. Let me, you know, read, read the latest articles. Let me find out who is in my area that ha- is a thought leader or, or making waves or startup uh, founders themselves and get to know them. You'd be surprised how much people are willing to, you know, take a, a LinkedIn message or an outreach to see if you can uh, have kind of a, a, a value exchange, right? Of, you know, I'm super curious about this uh, that you've started. I'm thinking about doing this. I would love to understand insights of how you've done that and make the, your own footsteps toward this, right? Even if you see that nobody has gone into this world or nobody like you have go- has gone into this world, um, you know, if, if, if there's an open field out there, it's time for you to, to take those steps. And so I really want people to, to, to understand that, you know, where, where they may see, where they may not see a route ahead or a carved path ahead or a paved road ahead, you know, and it's just a bunch of, you know, tall grass to continue this analogy that you can't even see the other side. As soon as you start walking and you, and you start, you know, treading and you start saying, okay, yeah, let me, let me pause here. Let me go and, and talk to this person or let me go and try to make a connection here. Or let me even ask my professor or let me ask my, you know, roommate or let me ask somebody who I know and start kind of putting it out into the universe as this is something that you want to shoot for. Um, you will make yourself proud. You will definitely make yourself proud and it will be hard. It will be an uphill battle, but um, it will be a, a path that you continue to walk on and that you will be fulfilled in making yourself um, and bringing yourself to make this happen. So it, again, this is what I mean by this. Just do it. Uh, and uh, definitely don't don't let uh, potential perceived barriers stand in your way of making this happen. Go do it. You can. I love it. That's a message I think uh, a lot of us in this sort of long winter of <laughs> a year into the pandemic or so, uh, I think we could all use a little bit of encouragement. Thanks so much for that and for uh, your time in general and your insights into fandom. Um, and uh, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today, Jaquel. Thank you, Tristra. I love what you guys are doing here, as you know, and huge, huge fan to, to bring that full circle. <laughs> Um, and thank you so much for, for having me on. If you want to check out more about Fave, head to faveforfans.com and be sure to get in touch with Jaquel if you want to partner with her on her quest to empower the world of fandom. I have a lot of fun at online events, but I miss gathering in person, not just the conferences and festivals and meetups, but everything that happens spontaneously when you get 500 or 5,000 people together. So I'm doing the digital version of handing out flyers on the street with directions to the secret back door of an underground venue, where you just happen to meet all the coolest people at the festival. Music Tectonics is teaming up with Lyric Find, Stratamerica's Super Hi-Fi, and Coffee Shift to bring you Keep Music Tech Weird Week. If you're listening soon after this episode drops, you still have time to join me for some virtual venue hopping. All the links you need are at musictectonics.com. On Thursday, March 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern, the coolest music tech people will be exploring a virtual world with their custom avatars. Meet and mingle on Deggy World's virtual beach and chat with some of music and tech's brightest minds. RSVP at musictectonics.com to get the required software. This was super popular at our last conference in October. 
Friday, March 19th at 4 p.m. Eastern, join a panel on the state of the music industry one year after COVID-19 hit, including Vicki Nauman of Cross Border Works, Lauren Puffpath from Feed.fm, and Tristra New Year Jaeger from our own Rock, Paper, Scissors. Then dive into Music Tectonics' world-famous speed networking on video chat. Get matched every five minutes with a colleague for the best online networking experience to date. Saturday, March 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern, close out this important industry week with an after-hours chat on the audio-only social platform that's blowing up right now. Newbies and newly established audio influencers, welcome. We'll even help you get a clubhouse invite. Attend any of these events and you can win a couple of bags of the finest small-batch grower-sourced coffee you've ever tasted from our friends at Coffee Shift. Also, thanks again to Lyric Find, Strat Americas, and Super Hi-Fi for also sponsoring this week. If you're listening after March 20th, sorry you missed out. Why don't you go to musictectonics.com and sign up for our newsletter so you never miss another event. Hey, thank you for listening to Music Tectonics. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Become a part of the Music Tectonics community, a social network just for music tech aficionados like you. It's free to join. Use it on the web at app.musictectonics.com or find the mobile app for Apple and Android devices in the relevant app stores. Connect with people from all corners of music and tech, answer the big question, and meet me there on Together Tuesdays. There's more about the community app, this podcast episode, our annual conference, and our newsletter at musictectonics.com. Peace! You're listening to Music Tectonics.